in accounting, the Where Accountants Go podcast. Life in Accounting is the podcast for everyday heroes like you working in the accounting profession. Are you ready to hear from accounting influencers, thought leaders, visionaries, and other professionals leading change in the accounting world? Then stay tuned for Mark Goldman, a CPA, the owner of Where Accountants Go, and your host. Welcome to Life in Accounting. Hello, everyone. This is Mark Goldman, your host for Life in Accounting, a podcast production of whereaccountantsgo.com. Well, I've got another unique episode for you today. If you've been listening for a while, you've heard some of our other episodes with multiple guests. We did one on passing the CPA exam not too long ago, and we've also done one on CPA review courses as well, not too, too long ago. Well, this time I decided to focus on the internship process and specifically on internship success. And I was very fortunate to be able to get manager and partner level individuals from five different accounting firms to join us today to give us their thoughts on what it takes to get selected for the internship that is right for you. And then probably even more importantly, what it takes for that internship to be considered as successful. These days, it's not incredibly difficult to land an internship with the current job market. Although for some students that don't, you know, just make quite the right connections quickly enough, it can be a little bit of a challenge. But with the healthy economy and the shortage of accountants here in the U.S., at least versus the demand currently, generally it's a matter of going through the proper channels and and putting in the effort that's necessary to land the internship. Making sure you perform at your best, though, to get the internship you want, and then making sure that internship is successful so that you end up getting the job offer you want as well, both take a little more effort than simply showing up. For this episode, we recorded insights from five very experienced professionals that are leaders in their respective intern programs at their firms. We have Adam Dimmick from Briggs & Veselka in Houston. We have Tim Pike from Howard in Dallas. We also have Sandra O oh from Maxwell Lock and Ritter there in Austin. Sarah Markle from PwC or PricewaterhouseCoopers also from Austin. And last of all, we have Adam Weingartner from Deloitte actually in their Houston office. Each of them were very open about what it takes to be selected and to be successful in an internship. So if you're entering that phase of your education now, I think you're going to find this episode absolutely invaluable. Also, I hadn't thought of this when I was recording the segments, but if you're a manager yourself and you're involved in the internship program at your firm, you may want to listen in on this episode as well. It definitely has some of the best practices for intern programs, and you may find that you come away with some ideas for your own firm. It definitely can't hurt. Well, while I'm on the topic, you can also visit our website for a little more information on this episode, as well as accounting career-related information for both individuals and employers. We have a blog, obviously we have the show notes for all our episodes, and we have some publications for both individuals, job seekers, and employers. Our site is www.whereaccountantsgo.com. Now that we got through all that, let's go ahead and get to the first question. After the introductions, I wanted to immediately jump into what it takes to land an internship in the first place. So ask each individual, when you hire or select interns, what do you look for? 
Hey, Mark, this is Adam Dimmick with Briggs & Veselka. I'm an audit shareholder out of the Houston, Texas office. When hiring or selecting interns, what do you guys look for? Yeah, Mark, a lot of times companies focus on GPA, but I'll tell you from our perspective, GPA is not everything. You know, when we look at a candidate, what we really like to see is some level of experience. You know, and it may not be work experience, but it's, you know, the social, the community outreach, involvement. It's being a part of organizations. It's being you know, involved in school in some regard. And then, you know, lastly, I think it takes friendly, outgoing, and personable individuals that are excited about getting into the profession. This is Tim Pike. I'm an audit partner at Howard LLP in Dallas, Texas. And as a partner at Howard, I'm also responsible for recruiting, retention, and employee development. Well, when hiring interns or selecting them, what do you look for? Well, it'd be really easy to say that aptitude is important. It's very difficult to judge. So one of the biggest things I look for is individuals' willingness to get involved, such as a student organization or some, something that will illustrate or demonstrate some sort of leadership potential, which is hard to judge. Many people think that the word leadership means that you've demonstrated that already, but generally getting involved will demonstrate something just, just involved in a student organization and you don't have to be an officer. You could just be very active or active in a civic duty or responsibility. Something to kind of demonstrate that you have this desire to grow because the profession you keep learning and you learn in more than just the classroom. These civic organizations, the student organizations, really enable you to use some of the skills you learn in the classroom and apply them in a real-world setting. My name is Sarah Markell. I am a tax director in our state and local asset management division working at PricewaterhouseCoopers here in Austin, Texas. For me and then just our office here in Austin, we look for adaptability and also an internal drive. And what I mean with that is public accounting can change on like the turn of a dime. So you kind of have to be willing and ready to change directions and not miss a beat. So just kind of looking for that person that can be flexible and kind of go with the flow is one of the main things that we look for. Hi, I'm Sandra O, oh, and I'm with Maxwell Lock and Ritter in Austin, Texas, and I'm a tax associate and working in the tax department. Really, to me, the process starts even before the candidate walks into an interview. It starts as soon as we start any first contact that we have with them. So if we're sending them an email to set up the interview or to ask some questions off of their resume, all of that stuff is important. So make sure that when you are responding to a potential company that you Check your grammar, make sure you're responding timely, or if you need to get back to somebody because you need to go find out with your career center some answers to some of the questions they're asking you, that you at least get back to them and let them know, hey, I'm looking into this, I'll get back to you. Sometimes when I don't hear from a candidate for three or four days, then you kind of start to wonder how responsive they would be and how that would translate into their job position. So I would say just make sure in all of your email communications or even phone calls that you might have with them before an in-person interview, that you check your grammar, make sure that you're making sense, maybe even have somebody else read over your response before sending it out. As far as once the candidate comes in, first impressions, very important, handshake, how you hold yourself. Of course, technical competence is the number one item that we look at. It's the very top item that we look at. So if you have any 
past work experiences, make sure you highlight that on your resume or make sure you highlight that throughout the interview process. The other things that we really look into at our organization is whether or not you could be a team player. Since we collaborate with each other so much, we want to make sure that that person can also be a team player and help pick up things you know, around the edges, even if it's not their job duties as needed. Also, organizational skills, whether or not they fit into the culture of the company, leadership, whether or not they're going to step up to be a leader, and any prior work experience, as I noted before. And just overall being prepared for the interview, have some questions handy. So at the end of the interview, usually I ask the candidate if they have any questions that they have for us on our company or on the internship itself, it's always handy to have a few questions. I have a lot of times candidates will come in and say that they don't have any questions. So then you wonder how much preparation they've done beforehand. And it's always nice to go look at the website of the company that you're interviewing for and maybe, you know, picking out a couple of things that might interest you that you might want to question. And I also tell people that it's okay if you're doing several rounds of interview with the company, it's okay to ask the same question to each set of interviewers because you might get different perspectives from them. And that would help you in understanding the company more or even understanding the different personalities of the people there. So I don't think it's a bad thing that you're asking the same questions. We really don't go back and compare like this person asked us this and oh yeah, they asked the same questions. So, you know, feel free to do that because people do have different experiences and different thoughts that they can give you. And then even at the end of your interview, I would say it's always nice to have a thank you note. It doesn't have to be handwritten. You could just send a quick email just to thank the interviewer for their time. I always appreciate that. And then even some little personal tidbit, if you can remember something from that interviewer that you can throw in. So it makes it seem like that you were engaged in the interview and you remember what you guys discussed. So those are all nice things to do in an interview process. It just makes that person, as they're, if they're making a decision between you and 10 other people, it kind of puts you above the rest and makes them think, oh, wow, they really were engaged in the interview process. Hi, my name is Adam Weingarten. I am an audit manager out of the Houston office, and I work for Deloitte & Touche LLP. When you're hiring or selecting interns, what do you look for? That's a great question. So we look for, you know, a bunch of examples out of a, you know, a college student. I I think one of the things that we kind of hone in on is adaptability to a dynamic and fast-paced environment. You know, you've got to be able to learn quickly. There's going to be a bunch of items that are thrown at you, but, you know, you have to stay calm. You know, solid GPAs are now kind of table stakes and you know, interns need to be able to independently and have good communication skills because, you know, a lot of our job is to deal with face-to-face communication, not only with the team, people at your level, people above you and below you, but also the client as well. So, you know, communicating over email, text, and messaging is great, but being able to develop that, you know, personal face-to-face relationship is very, very important when you're looking at an intern. Definitely some interesting insights on what it takes to get selected in the first place. I realize that getting the internship is only the first step, but you can't move forward if you don't start somewhere, of course. Getting the internship for some is a challenge, so hopefully that helped out. Next, I asked about the initial expectations of an intern. It's important to know what's expected of you when you start. Listen to what our team had to say. What are the initial expectations of the intern when they start? That's another great question. You know, we have high expectations of our interns. But, you know, we're going to provide plenty of room to, you know, to learn on the job. I wouldn't say, you know, you're expected to know everything as soon as you get there. There's a lot of wiggle room. But, you know, you're going to be able to have the opportunity to operate as a real staff person, you know, and get to work timely and efficiently. You'll have your own work papers that will be reviewed and commented on. And, 
it's a really good experience, but the initial expectations is, you know, we want you to be able to, you know, ask as many questions as possible, learn as much as possible, and more importantly, understand why you're doing the work. Don't just say, you know, this was done last year and this is why I'm doing it. Think about, are there ways to improve this work paper or should we change this procedure? You know, is there a better way to do it? So, you know, an expectation would be, you know, kind of thinking outside of the box as well. We have minimal expectations, mainly more on the technical part. We understand that interns come in because they are trying to learn, and this is maybe one of their first relevant work experience in their career path. So we don't really have huge expectations for the intern. At our firm, we do have some prerequisite classes that we want them to take in the tax field. So it's always nice to brush up on those skills and know a little bit more from a technical perspective, because that will definitely help during the training process. At our firm, we do all the training for software and everything, but minimum things that we would expect in the industry that you would know. Since I'm on the tax side, we prepare tax returns, obviously. So it's nice to you know, know some terminology. And that helps a long way when we're walking through training, if you know some of those things and some of the basic tax rules. Other than that, we really do train our people. And you know, as long as they're fast learners, then they would be really successful. So not really a lot of expectations on the get-go. We also do hope that through our hiring process that we kind of get the best people that we can get for the position to be able to succeed in the internship itself. What are the initial expectations of the intern when they start? So initial expectations are actually pretty low, which isn't a bad thing, but we realize that students are still going through school. They're still taking their tax and auditing classes. So we do not expect them to know and recite tax code or any auditing regulations or anything like that. We really just want them to kind of come in, be bright-eyed, ready to learn, and then expectations will kind of change as you go. Really the best or the description that I use of initial expectations is that's really just that design, desire to learn and for them to know that they're going to make mistakes because the whole system is set up for them to make mistakes because otherwise you would never try something new. You can't really demonstrate technical knowledge before you come into an internship very often. So it's really what their attitude is. You're going to learn more if you have the right attitude. So if they're willing to admit mistakes, it means they generally have a positive attitude about that. So I'm more looking at their willingness to learn and for them to understand that this this is a teaching and learning process. What are the initial expectations like of an intern when they start? Sure, sure. You know, it's funny. A lot of times interns are so scared to accept a job because they realize they've learned the theory in school, but maybe don't have the understanding of how to apply that knowledge in the real world. And so what we've developed at our firm is basically a foundation to allow those interns to come in with really no background or understanding in the application. And so very similar to their experiences in school, we run our interns through an educational sort of one-week orientation and training process where we follow what we call the see, hear, do approach. So they get to see a lecture, hear an example, and then do an exercise. And what we've realized is that it sort of takes that pressure of having to perform off of their shoulders a little bit, lets them engage in discussion. They're more eager to learn. They're communicating you know, and they're really just engaged in the process. That program that we run is with all interns. So everybody in that room is in the exact same boat. They've got no prior experience. And then outside of that, you know, it's just having really good communication skills, really good organization skills, being eager to learn. Uh, You know, we really try to challenge them, but 
our initial expectation, that bar is real low. I was also curious about how expectations changed, if at all, as the internship progressed. And also, it occurred to me that maybe the expectations would be higher or different in some way if you came into the internship with prior internship experience from another firm. I think you'll find this interesting. It was a two-part question, and the answers were definitely not all uniform. There seems to be some slight differences between each. Listen up. Well, do the expectations change as the internship moves forward? And then second part of the question, what about for a student that has already done a previous internship with you guys or someone else? How are the expectations different or are they the same? Expectations certainly are progressive. Expectations at the beginning are that the technical knowledge will be progressive, but some of those other skills that I spoke about that maybe you have a couple of those. We really want to tailor our internship program to how people are learning. It's whether you come into the internship with a prior internship or some sort of experience even that may be applicable to the internship at hand, even if you don't have formal prior experience, you still want to have something and set up an internship program so that you're paying attention to how somebody is progressing, what technical skills they may be able to develop more quickly or realize that they already had that they just weren't able to express in the beginning of either the internship process or the interview process. We do want to come up, you know, most everybody, whether they've had an internship program uh, or been in an internship program before. We have to figure out where that baseline is, but then it should be a challenging process. So it's going to be progressive, but a prior internship increases the likelihood that it'll be more progressive for that individual because their baseline's in a different spot. But we always try to figure out where that baseline is with the first couple of tasks and then, then make it more challenging so that they really feel like they're learning and so that they feel what the profession is really like. Well, the next question is sort of a two-part question. Mm-hmm. Do the expectations change as the internship moves forward? And then what about if a student has already done a previous internship somewhere else? Are the expectations any different? Yeah, so um, throughout the internship, definitely the expectations change a little bit because obviously the first few weeks you're learning. So, you know, you come in, we have minimal expectations, we go through the training. And so the first few weeks, you're still trying to apply what you learned. And it's really after those first couple weeks when you do your first couple of returns or projects, what you do with those and how you go move forward. So the expectations do change. The longer that you're there, we would expect a little bit more from you. Things that are repetitive in nature, for instance, for us, like basic things like inputting a W-2 or a 1099 or even just work paper referencing, how to work with our software, all of that stuff, we expect a little bit more that, hey, you know, you should probably be getting this stuff since you've done it 10, 20, 30, 50 times even, that we shouldn't be writing you the same comment back each time. And so the expectations do change. And by the end of the internship, what we hope for our interns is that they really feel like they've accomplished and mastered the basics of doing tax returns. And if you come in as an experienced person, we do sometimes have some people who have had other tax internships before. So if you come in on the experience side, we do expect a little bit more, especially if you already know the software. I mean, that's always a huge plus. Again, we don't expect that from walking in because we'll train you on software. But some of those things is helpful if you've had an internship before. And of course, the expectations would increase a little bit. But, you know, as far as doing work paper documentation, referencing, every firm has its own different ways. So it's just understanding how each firm works from that regard might be different from the company that you were previously with. Well, the next question is a two-part question. Do the expectations change as the internship moves forward? 
And what about if the students already had a previous internship somewhere else? Are the expectations different? Sure. So, of course, our goal is that as an intern progresses through the program that they're learning. So, you know, we're not trying to find perfection, but we do want to see progression. So, you know, I suppose the answer to that question is, yes, our expectations do change. You know, we want to see progression, but we all know that we're going to make mistakes. You know, I make mistakes, our staff make mistakes, and we, you know, would expect our interns to make mistakes too. But the goal is, you know, that you start to progress and you don't make the same mistakes week after week. You know, we also try to make sure that all of our interns are getting a good steady rotation of engagements. So in a typical 12-week internship, our interns may be working on six to seven different jobs, which, you know, is going to give them a little bit of a opportunity to learn from different individuals, work on diverse clients. And with each job, there's some unique oddities that, you know, they're going to be experiencing for the first time. So, you know, the expectation really is that they're learning and they're trying to learn. And we all know we're going to make mistakes. The second part of your question about students that have done a previous internship somewhere else, you know, candidates that have already had some work experience have a leg up in some regard because they've learned some of the basic lingo. But really, our approach is to make sure that they're getting the same opportunities to learn the Briggs and Veselka approach so that you know, they're all start, uh, starting at the same foundations point. But you know, that previous internship experience sort of helps them catch on a little bit quicker. But we set the same expectation for all of our interns, regardless of whether or not they've done an internship somewhere else or not. That's a great question as well. You know, I would say a lot of people, when you join a job as an intern, most people aren't aware of your prior experiences. For example, I recruit at the University of Texas. And, you know, when we're going through the interviewing process to see if you want to be an intern at Deloitte, like, we're able to see what your prior work history is. But when you get on the job, many people don't know who you are, where you came from. They might know what college you went to but or going to, but they don't really know your prior experiences. So I would say, you know, everyone starts out the same level regardless of your prior experiences. Expectations get higher as the weeks go, go on. And the more, you know, if you're on a job for five weeks, well, you know, after in you know, a week four and five, well, I would expect that people expectations of you would, would hopefully increase. But I guess, yeah, for an example, if an answer has already been provided to you within that period, we would expect for people to at least learn from those answers and you know, questions that you've asked. And hopefully you're not asking repetitive questions. So I think along with that, just making sure that you're able to bring like, a notepad and pen just so you can write down those answers and, and fully understand what you're writing. Don't just say, okay, yes, I understand. You know, I think what helps with a lot of interns and not just interns, all the people up to my level as audit manager, and I'm sure people that are senior managers and partners as well, is to kind of go to a debrief mode where you're able to say, this is what I learned. What are our takeaways from this meeting? What are our action items? So you can fully you know, see if someone's understood what the conversation or meeting that took place. Yeah, absolutely. So the first part, do the expectations change? And they absolutely do. I would say there's always these little hurdles and milestones that will set throughout the internship. So once one of those is met, we'll kind of set the next goal because we want to see you progress and grow throughout your internship. And then for anyone who's had a previous internship, I don't think the expectations when you start change all that much because there are so many different industries and specialty groups within accounting that someone might have worked maybe in industry and they worked with more gap accounting or bookkeeping. And if they come into more of a tax department and kind of the bigger public space, you could be working on corporate compliance and doing a lot more of like book to tax adjustments. So the previous experience is really helpful because it kind of gets you into the business mindset. But 
it doesn't necessarily set the bar a lot higher because, again, we just want the interns to learn and grow throughout their time with us. Well, that's definitely some good stuff. There's definitely meat in those answers, and they are very transparent. Really good information. Well, after this, I wanted to move on to what it takes to be successful in the internship, but from the employer's perspective. Not what's expected per se, but rather how they judge the internship and whether or not it was successful for them as the employer. Basically, when the firm looks back on the individual internship or even on the whole program, how do they judge whether or not it's successful? This was very interesting as well. Listen to what they had to say. Well, from your perspective as the employer, what do you consider to be a successful internship or what does that internship need to look like for you guys to consider that it's been successful? Yeah, I mean, the again, you know, we try to hire the best that we can hire, but it's really hard sometimes in a short interview process to be able to see how that person's going to end up performing. So a successful internship, I would say, is somebody who can take the training and be able to apply those things quickly. So, you know, a fast learner and then somebody who actually goes above and beyond thinking outside the box. And again, we don't expect interns to really have the truly high level thinking that somebody with a 10-year experience level might have, but even somebody that goes above and beyond and does the little things like For instance, knowing how to look at last year's return to try to, if you have a question on this year's stuff, hey, I haven't seen this. Okay, well, let's look at last year's work papers and see if we have the same item. Or even if you do return number five and you have something that that client didn't have in the past, well, thinking back to, hey, I saw this on a previous return. Let me go back and look at those work papers and see how I treated that and I'll treat it appropriately. So things like that for an intern are things that I get really impressed about when they do above and beyond and even trying to figure out things independently. So I usually tell interns, take maybe 30 minutes to look at something if it's not something that was addressed last year. Take 30 minutes, go out to Google, go use our research tools, and maybe take a look at that issue if you have a question about it. And then after 30 minutes, I wouldn't spend a lot of time because we do work under budget constraints. But, you know, after 30 minutes, if you still don't know, just note it to the reviewer. But, you know, you taking the initiation and even noting to the reviewer, hey, I try to take a look at this. This is what I found. I don't know if I'm on the right track, but, you know, maybe we can talk through it. It's something that impresses me whenever somebody comes to me with that, doing a little bit of self-study on their own. And then somebody who's organized. For us during tax season, our interns can work on, you know, several multiple projects at once. So they'll finish a return, they'll send it to a reviewer, they'll pick up another return, and then they might be working with another reviewer. So they might have five returns out there at one time. So being able to be organized and being able to juggle and manage and know which returns are out there, which returns are coming back for review comments, And knowing that you've got, hey, I've got three of these that came in. I got to make sure I get all these done. And even communicating back to the reviewer if it's going to sit for a few days. So those are types of things that I think make a very successful intern is people who are self-sufficient, proactive, and fast learners. From your perspective as the employer, what makes an internship successful? As the employer, I would definitely say kind of immersing yourself into the internship. Really get a feel for the day-to-day at the job. And that includes the work that we do at the firm, as well as the people that you're going to be working with. And then one of the big things that we kind of push for interns to kind of understand is also the firm values and the goals of the firm. I think that makes a huge difference in kind of choosing what your long-term career is going to be or who your employer is going to be. So we really want those interns to kind of 
get a feel for the team, the firm, and the work that they're doing. So that way, we as the employer are making a good choice, but also we want the interns to make a good choice for themselves. Another great question, because I think there's a lot of different answers and people can interpret that in many different ways. You know, I would say, you know, being with your team and working diligently in order to get the job done, you're going to be working some late hours, some tough hours. You're going to be dealing with some very complex issues. You know, some people might think you might not find anything cash. You might not find anything in property additions, depreciation, you know, items that are typically given to an intern or, you know, first years are kind of, uh, I feel like are on the same level as well. But, you know, if you've learned how not it works and how you're testing the area and why you're testing the area, I think that would make an internship very successful. And in addition to that, I would say, you know, making good interpersonal relationship with the team and the client contacts. There's so much time that you're in the weeds and you're working really hard that, you know, you kind of, you know, forget we all have lives outside of work. So really getting to know the people that you're working with, I think goes a long way, not only as a takeaway in work life, but as a takeaway in actual life itself. You know, get to know the people you're working with, find out what they're interested in. And I think that'll make your, not only your life and your network a lot a lot better, but it'll definitely help you get an offer for a full-time employment. From your perspective as the employer, what makes an internship successful? At the biggest level, the thing that I enjoy the most is seeing the progression of our interns. When they start that first day or that first week, they're all very nervous. They don't want to make a mistake and they're eager. By the end of the program, it's really rewarding to see how much they've learned and how integrated and involved our interns are in our firm. And for me, I think that where our interns see the most sort of how they define success is when they get that offer letter to join our firm as a full-time employee. And so from that perspective, you know, what we look for is those interns that are part of our firm culture. They enjoy what they're doing. They're eager to learn. They approach every day with the intention to look for opportunities to get better. And as a result of that, that success, that point of success really comes towards the end of their program when they look back and realize that the application of what happened in school has really come full circle and they're starting their careers on this great path, you know, as, a, as an employee of Briggs & Veselka. The employer perspective is definitely cooperation and communication. Miscommunication is such an easy thing to accomplish that you have to keep having discussions throughout the internship process, whether those discussions are with the intern themselves or just behind the scenes with those who have been interacting with the intern, talking poorly about others or other interns or trying to find a way to get ahead that's not through showing progressive skills and understanding generally is paid attention to as well. So on the communication front, that's another area that we potentially see that communication is important just to help develop their professional skills. The cooperation behind the scenes should be consistent, whether that's the check-in with the intern throughout the process, see how they're progressing. Do they feel challenged? Are there areas where they would like to work on that they saw that you know somebody else had seen something similar or they just heard about that, hey, these clients exist. Is it possible for me to work on something like that? That communication and cooperation internally needs to consistently be applied. Otherwise, the intern at the end of the day is going to feel it's challenged and isn't going to enjoy the experience as much. Now, the next question was a little more direct. As you're going to hear, I ask about judgment errors that they've seen prior interns make, and purely in the interest of helping future interns, of course. But I figured it's highly important to know what not to do as well. We spend a whole lot of time talking about what to do, but it's just as important to hear what not to do. 
listen in on these answers. There's definitely some major insight in this portion. Well, in the interest of helping future interns, what judgment errors have you seen some interns make in the past? You know, when I read that question or heard that question, Mark, what's funny about that is in school, you always learn there's no dumb questions. And I think that sometimes our interns forget that when they get into the profession. Uh, but in reality, you know, we have that same methodology here at Briggs & Veselka. We want you to ask the dumb questions. We want you to be engaged. And so, you know, from my perspective, when I hear you know, about interns that haven't asked questions when they don't know, you know, in my opinion, that's, you know, probably the biggest judgment error that they can make. You know, we want you to ask the question. We want you raising your hand. We've got an open door policy at our firm. And it's so important to your to the interns learning that they've got avenues to ask questions of. And you know, so you know, on that same topic, sometimes interns forget the resources that are available for them. So, you know, we've got several tools and research and guidance that all of our employees have access to, including our interns. And sometimes I think that our interns forget that all of these tools are there to help them you know, be successful at their job. And ultimately, everybody in our firm wants to see our interns be successful. We treat our interns just like new staff at our company. And so we want them to ask questions, to learn, and not feel like they're stuck on this island and have to figure out everything for the first time by themselves. The no dumb questions issue, that gets back down to the nerves that they have in the beginning. You're right. You're absolutely yeah. right. Well, in the interest of helping future interns, what judgment errors have you seen interns make? Oh, yeah. I think this is a, probably one of the most important questions that probably asked today. And, you know, in, integrity is everything. Be honest above all. Don't be afraid to admit when you've done something wrong, but also don't be afraid to admit when you don't know something and when you're spinning your wheels. You know, not writing things down is also key. It's just kind of, you know, learning from your mistakes. But, you know, when I said about, you know, spinning your wheels. There's so much out there. There's so much experience on your teams. I've been at Deloitte. This is the middle of my eighth year. There's a lot of unique transactions I've been a part of. I've been able to test and I've, you know, get my feet wet. And there's a lot of people on my teams right now that have, have not had that experience. So I'm, they're able to leverage the information and experience that, I've, that I've, I've had to have. You know, same with them. Like they've done things that I haven't done. So I would say, ask as many questions as possible. I think when people, they get so honed in on, you know, this is my job, my task, that they forget that this is a very a team-oriented game. You know, everyone's here to get the job done from intern to staff, all the way up to director and partner. So I'd say, you know, just that, have a good awareness of your surroundings, ask a lot of questions. Don't be afraid to not be in the know. Failures in this, you know, in this day and age, you know, you just have to be able to, how you react from those, those failures will uh, define you. I would say communication is always a big one. I think sometimes interns can be a little hesitant to maybe communicate, whether it be time off or their goals that they want to get out of the internship. So I would just say open line of communication, build that relationship with the peers that you have, as well as your superiors, career coach, or you know, a manager or director that you're working with. Just let them know so we can all be on the same page as far as expectations. Because the last thing that we want to do is kind of sidestep on an intern. So maybe they had a family event they wanted to go to, but didn't feel that they could ask for the time off. So at least just at PwC, we're very big on flexibility and kind of that work-life balance. So wanting to have that open communication so there's nothing lost in translation. Well, purely in the interest of helping future interns, what judgment errors have you seen interns make in the past? 
Well, there's certainly plenty of anecdotes I could tell over the years, probably one-off for the most part. It's tempting for certain interns to be very competitive, and I kind of alluded to that a little bit, whether it's being overt or aggressively competitive natures in order to get one's way. It's just not any kind of efforts, time that you're spending that is to try to figure out how to best get ahead or how to look better is generally wasted time. But certainly a detractor, you could take that time and apply it to getting better professionally or technically, whatever it may be. But some mistakes that I see interns make is they worry about what everybody else is doing instead of, metaphorically speaking, putting your head down and putting the effort towards pushing yourself forward instead of taking steps side to side, worrying about what everybody else is doing. Another judgment error sometimes I see is they just forget that it's a team environment. But, you know, when you're in the classroom, I certainly remember being in the classroom and I was used to being, you know, the smart kid in the room, getting good grades. And so I came into my professional life and I didn't realize that everybody around me was used to being the smart kid in class and getting good grades. And so I didn't fully appreciate that. And so I, I thought that my progression would be a little bit faster and realizing that there's these smart people around you and you have an opportunity to learn from them. So sometimes we forget about the team environment and you can absorb a lot of knowledge from those around you because of the nature of our profession and how many just incredibly intelligent people are in the accounting profession. I think sometimes what we see is if interns are assuming something, if something's not clear and they just assume or they just ignore it, then I think that's sometimes judgment errors. I would encourage interns to stop and ask if it's something not clear to them instead of assuming something else that might not be the intention of the reviewer. Other things is maybe not look, stopping to do a self-review. You know, we always encourage self-review because sometimes you, you know, easily can transpose a number or put a number in the wrong line. So we encourage our interns, once they print out a return, to take a look at it and just step back and take a high-level look. And I know that's hard for somebody starting out because they don't really know if that's truly right or wrong. But to me, easy, careless errors, you know, transposing numbers or putting a W-2 number in the interest income line and not looking at that, those are things to me that can easily be fixed, you know, before it goes to review. And then also, you know, going above and beyond to the next step is even looking at last year's return, comparing it with last year's and, hey, making sure that you've captured everything. If last year the person had brokerage statements from, you know, ex-brokerage house, check to make sure it's there this year. And if it's not, that might be a question. Hey, are we missing this item? So things like that could be judgment errors if they just totally don't look at that and totally miss it because that way the return's incomplete. So we do encourage our interns to look for open items. Well, the second to last question was somewhat along the same lines in terms of being direct, but I approached it this time from the advice standpoint. The question was, what's one piece of critical advice that you would have for future interns? And honestly, I have to say, if you didn't listen closely to the prior segments, make sure you perk up for these insights. There was much more value here than I thought I may get by this time in the interviews. Definitely some good pointers. Listen to what our team of five had to say. Well, what's one piece of critical advice that you would have for future interns? You know, Mark, and I think you're probably aware of this too, just with our involvement with the various chapters and the Texas Society of CPAs, but I, I think our profession is changing. You know, it's not the same as it was when we were in school. And, you know, as I look at candidates and the accounting profession as a whole, I really think that our profession is changing. You know, having a degree and a 4.0 GPA just in accounting 
doesn't put you at the top of your recruiting class anymore. I think being involved, you know, having a minor in information technology type degree or having some involvement in another avenue uh, that may help you leverage your career and future growth is certainly important. You know, if I were to go back through school now, there's no doubt I would still pick accounting, but I also would look at you know, maybe a information systems type degree as well, or or at least some basic elective classes in that field, because technology is so integrated in what we do on a day-to-day basis now that our students, our candidates, you know, our staff really have to have a good understanding of how technology is going to help them with their careers and the profession going forward. So if I could give any advice to future interns, I'd really recommend each of these candidates, you know, looking for ways to help their career and progression through, you know, other programs that their universities and schools are offering just to make them a well-rounded individual and not just focused in strictly accounting. I have taught a lot of kind of onboarding and bringing tax interns into the firm. And the one word of advice I always give interns is be a sponge. And I joke and say, don't be that little, you know, dish-sized sponge that you keep next to your sink in the kitchen, but you have to be one of those giant ones that you wash your car with because there is going to be so much knowledge and information thrown at you that you just want to absorb it and retain it for now because down the road, you're going to kind of figure out and understand what it all meant. But for right now, I always tell them, don't worry about understanding it all, just absorb it and just be a sponge throughout your internship. That's clever. Everybody gets a visual. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I love that. What's one piece of critical advice that you would have for future interns? It's a great question. So I would say, you know, at Deloitte, you're able to get experience with at least three different industries. So what we'll try to do is we'll get you on three different jobs. You know, they can be on one industry if that's what you're interested in, or they could be on three different industries. And and we can adjust with you as you go along the way. You know, you realize, hey, I really like retail. My first three weeks on the job, I really want to try retail at two other jobs. So we'll work with you. And it's in our best interest to work with you so you can get that right experience. But, But at the end of the day, you know, you're kind of almost choosing a career path when you choose oil and gas or retail or healthcare. So I'd say, Try to experience as much as possible. This is your time where you're going to be able to kind of hop around. And, you know, although earlier I said, you know, the expectations are very high, but, you know, at the same time, they're also very low. Like we understand that you haven't been part of this before and there's going to be some mistakes that are going to happen. But in addition to that, I would say have fun. You know, learning is fun. Your team engagements are going to be a lot of fun. You know, this is your opportunity to ask as many questions as possible. And at the end of the day, also like seek to understand why you're testing a certain area and not just follow the prior year, as I stated earlier. And then probably the most important thing, and I, and I was able to do this on my internship, is to, to find a mentor, find someone that you can look up to, find someone that not only impresses you as a professional, but also as a human being. There's a lot of great people you're going to work with at a variety of levels. Their mentor does not have to be a partner. It can be a senior. It can be a manager. It can be whoever you want, whoever you want to look up to, latch onto them, learn from them, and keep in contact with them after your internship because someday down the road, they're going to be very, very helpful for you as you grow in your profession and as an individual in your life. I think I would have to go back to the uh, willingness to learn. I just, there are so many intelligent professionals out there that I think it's underestimated the fact that we get through class and we don't really have in the accounting profession with our degrees classes that 
you're not going to use. Whether you like it or not, I do use statistics and definitely use my audit class and definitely use my financial accounting and intermediate class. So there's so much of that that we have to learn how to apply. But that's nothing compared to the amount of learning that you're going to have to do to properly serve the public. Whether you're in public, private, not-for-profit, it doesn't matter. You're going to have to continue to learn because the profession is going to continue to evolve. So you have to be willing to learn. Know that that's part of the process before you step in and know that there's no finish line to cross. So I have 18 years experience, audit partner. I'm still learning things every single day. There's still changes. I still can learn how to do things better. So I definitely advise people to remember that that's part of the process. So if you know that you're going to be learning every day, you're going to be a lot happier than thinking that I'm done with school and why do I have to keep learning all these new things? What's one piece of critical advice that you'd have for future interns? So my biggest thing is communication. I feel communication is the most important thing, not just from internships, but just even in later life and your actual career when you're starting to work full-time. Because to me, clear communication at all levels to make sure everybody knows where you're at is important. So even communicating your schedule, if one day you're going to come in a little late or you're not going to be at the office at all, make sure and let people know that beforehand so they can plan accordingly. Or, you know, like I said, if you got review points back from five people all at once and they all say, hey, can I have it ASAP? Well, obviously you can't finish all five at once. And we understand that. But to me, if it might take you a day or two to get through it, especially five days before the deadline. You know, it's helpful to communicate and say, hey, I've got four other things back and I can't get to it right now. Is that okay? Or just, you know, learning people. So even the little bits of communication would be good. I always tell people it's better to over-communicate than not communicate enough, especially when people are coming and going and all different places and, you know, people are not in sitting in the same office or working different hours. It's just nice to be able to make sure you communicate. And then even communicating, you know, if you're going to go over budget. So I would encourage people to ask for the budget from the get-go. And if you're going over that budget, to let people know, because that's the other thing you don't want on the back end for them to open up their billing and see that somebody incurred all these hours and triple the budget and thinking, oh gosh, I wish I could have helped them before they got to that point because maybe they were stuck or they had a question or something like that. And I could have helped them through that process. So to me, just communication orally, written, whichever way. I'm a little old-fashioned, so sometimes I like to have that phone call communication with people. And so I would encourage that with interns as well, because that also helps them get to know the people that they're working for in the company. Sometimes with emails, it's just sometimes you can't get your point across, and it's easier to have that dialogue. The last question I asked our team of five was simply, what else should I have asked that I failed to include? I figured there's no way to cover everything in just one podcast episode, but I wanted to make sure that everyone was able to communicate their most important thoughts on how to make an internship successful. I was very pleasantly surprised, actually, by the amount of additional input that I received here. Is there anything else you feel interns should know that I didn't ask about? Interns definitely are a huge help in the office. And, you know, I always tell interns to try to take advantage of what they have and the opportunity they have. So I do like interns who ask questions, who are inquisitive and want to learn. And even if it's stuff that wasn't on that particular return, if they're wondering about something, I always encourage interns to ask questions because that's their chance to try to learn it. And also, networking is very important. So even though you're an intern, I encourage you not to just 
you know, stay close to your desk to get out and meet some people in the company. You just don't know accounting such a small world. You don't know who you might meet later down the road or who might end up being at another company that you're interviewing for. So any type of networking that you can start as early as possible in your career is always helpful. For us at Maxwell and Ritter, we have a lot of people that came from different companies, big four or other CPA firms. So, you know, I always tell the interns, hey, make your connections because later on when you're starting to look for a job, you might, you know, could use that person. And if you know somebody that works somewhere, they can maybe help you get a foot in the door. So definitely don't be shy. Don't be shy in getting to know people and coming out. I mean, our interns, sometimes they're shyer, so then they don't come out and talk to people, but I just feel like they would miss out on a possibly great opportunity. To be honest, I would say get to know your fellow interns. There's so many times where, you know, you've got a group from this university only wants to hang out with this group, you know, their own university people because for whatever reason, get to know your interns. There's so many great people in this world. You know, just because someone went to one university doesn't mean they're better or worse than you are. Everyone has their own, I'd say, benefits that they bring to the table. Your interns, these are the people you're going to be working with. These are the people that are honestly your best resources. They're, they're, they're working on the same areas, most likely, that you will be working on. So get to know your interns. Like They're your internal resource. Ask them questions. If you need to ask some questions, if, if you feel like you're not getting the good answer, or maybe you're just feeling like, hey, this question might be a little stupid, although there are no stupid questions, but this question might be a little stupid. Let me just run this by one of my fellow interns before I you know, ask this to someone else. Because you know, at the end of the day, when you're doing these internships, people are going to be you know, very busy. And then the, you know, the last thing is, as an intern is, you know, don't forget to have fun. I know I say this earlier, but you know, you're going to be part of a great experience no matter what firm you go to. Obviously, I hope Everyone goes to Deloitte, but that's just because I work here. But at the end of the day, everyone's going to choose the career and the job that works best for them, the people that they meet, the clients that they have. Keep an open mind. Don't rush into a decision when you're going through the internship process. Have fun with it. And at the end of the day, you're going to choose the right firm or company that's right for you. Anything else you feel interns should know that I failed to ask about? I really think everybody should know that everybody is in the same shoes. Everybody is learning about the process, and no matter what your school's internship process is, all your classmates are going through something similar. It is very intimidating at times, and just know that everybody's there rooting for you. It's, there's nobody hoping that you fail. Do the best you can, do the research you can, but know that everybody knows it's a learning process, and I've found very few people who are going to penalize somebody for learning something new. You know, from my perspective, Mark, the internship program is probably the most exciting. You know, interns, when they start, the, the bar is so low that you know, your learning curves just go straight up. And I would challenge each of your listeners, each intern candidate, to really be involved in the networking and mixer events for their universities, to look for ways to get involved in their local chapter, CPA chapters, and at the state level, and network and build these relationships. Because once you start in the profession, you start to realize just how small a world it is. And it's just so rewarding for me to see the growth and the progression of our interns into staff. And you know, now we've got, we've got interns who are senior managers at our firm who are mentoring and leading you know, the next group of interns. And I'm so appreciative for the program that our local chapters have done to get students involved. I'm so appreciative for our staff and their, their mentoring advice. And I just would recommend to just all candidates to 
try to get out of your bubble a little bit. I know that as an accounting major, sometimes it's hard to go up and just start a conversation. But at those networking and mixer events, you know, everybody's there for really the same purpose. And if you can just break through that first little awkward bubble of starting a conversation, you may find, you know, there's a great opportunity waiting on the other side. And so I just would highly recommend everybody just to get involved, try to look for those opportunities to get that experience. And, and, you know, who knows what the future will hold, but I'm sure it will be bright for accounting students. Well, is there anything else you feel interns should know that I failed to ask about? No, I think for interns, I kind of always tell people too, as we're going through recruiting, figuring out what your internship is going to be is a huge step. But don't think that it's a life or death kind of decision because you can always change down the road, right? So I've had friends that started out in public accounting and then went down a different road. And then I've also had friends that went to school for, you know, the arts, whether it be history or anything, and then they ended up going back to grad school for an accounting degree. So life kind of changes. So again, that goes back to that little adaptability and flexibility. So again, not a life or death situation because you can always change your mind down the road. Well, that was our team of five managers, directors, and partners from five different CPA firms giving us their very valuable time and very valuable input on what it takes to make an internship successful. I think if there was any one thing that stuck out for me, it said internships are truly meant to be a learning experience. Even though you're highly educated by the time you're coming into an internship, they don't expect you to know everything. They just expect you to do your best to learn and then to ask questions along the way, of course. Perfect work is not expected. Maybe perfect effort, meaning 100% effort, but not perfect work. The purpose of the internship is to help you continue to grow towards your ultimate goal, whether it ends up being a job at that particular firm or maybe elsewhere, either way. They just want to help you become the best accounting professional that you can be. It's actually pretty simple. I always tell people to be yourself, but be your best self when looking for a job. And I think that implies to internships as well. Employers don't want you to be something different in order to try to get the job or internship. That actually cheats you both, not just them, but you as well. They may want to be slightly impressed in the interview, but they don't want you to be fake. And it appears that's basically the same for internships as well. I hope this episode has been valuable to you. I very, very, very much enjoy recording these group podcasts because it's always interesting to hear how different some approaches are, but also how alike they all are at the same time. Very interesting stuff. If you do find that this episode has been particularly valuable to you and you're a student or early in your career, please check out my book on Amazon as well. I think that would be beneficial to you. You can find it on Amazon or actually on our website. Either way, the book is titled 49 Tips for a Successful Accounting Career. And it's a collection of some of the best advice from all the guests we've had on the podcast. You can find it at www.whereaccountantsgo.com or of course on Amazon. If you're an employer, though, we have some interesting ebooks and electronic tip sheets that can make your life a whole lot easier also. That is also available on our website. Once again, that's www.whereaccountantsgo.com. Well, this has been another episode of Life and Accounting in the Books. I hope you have found value for your own accounting career in this episode. Please visit us online, like I mentioned, and we will see you next week. There's more to come.